Welcome to the Health Code Podcast. I'm Sarah, otherwise known as Sarah's Day, and I'm a health and fitness YouTuber. And I'm Kurt, professional photographer and content creator, or also known as Sarah's Boyfriend. We're here to help you crack the code to a healthy and fit lifestyle. We're going to be talking all things health, fitness, relationship, lifestyle, and career. So it's time to grab your code books because we're about to spill some serious tips. Really? That sounds so bitchy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Health Code Podcast. I'm so excited. I feel yeah. like I'm always fangirling, depending like on who we interview. Yeah. But today, <laughs> I really am fangirling. Like when I was writing the questions, yeah. I was just like, Brrr. "This is going to be girl chats today, guys." Yeah, I probably won't have much of the input in this one because this is like both your your realm. Yeah, you're, you're the third wheel here. So yeah. we are here with Ellie from Elsa's Wholesome Life. Say hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and before, so we just went out to breakfast because sometimes with interviews, we like to like talk a little bit beforehand so it's not awkward or like there's no icebreakers. Like we feel like we know each other better. Yeah. And I asked, do you want to be called Ellie or Elsa? Do you get that question a lot? I get that question so much. Yeah. <laughs> and my name is Ellie, so I prefer that. But Elsa is a nickname that my friends gave me. And when I made it my business, I didn't plan for it to be a successful business. So. Yeah. I've just got to roll with it. It's kind of like your stage name. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, it's my stage name. It's my band name. Yeah. I like it. It flows nicely there. Elsa's wholesome life. I think life. Ellie's like, wholesome life doesn't... I'm, I don't know. Elsa, it just sounds like regal and also because of Frozen. I know. Like, yeah, when that all happened, yeah, yeah. it's like princessy. <laughs> yeah. Like all, all the like... If girls have like little girls, they're like, oh, Elsa. Like, she's Elsa, like the princess. Oh, like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> and usually with our podcast episodes, there's like a topic or something I want to focus on, whether it's like nutrition, um, diet, motivation, meditation, like something specific. Mm. But for you, because I'm like a genuine fan of your platforms and of everything you're doing, this is just kind of about you and your life. And just like, like I said before at breakfast, the fact I have you in my office, I'm just going to ask you questions that I want to know. And I feel like <laughs> everyone listening will want to know as well. Yeah. Awesome. And right back at you guys. It's, it's such an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh. You're being polite. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I want to I interview you guys. Please. Yeah. Yes, love it. So I guess just before we start, when, you, when you're traveling around the world, and you know when they, they give you that little slip when you come back to Australia and it says on it what your occupation is, what do you write on that little slip? Because I feel like you you, you have like a, a pl- plethora of like titles that you could call yourself. You're so what a do you- dietitian, you're a nutritionist, <laughs> you have two published books, you have your own online store and you have three Instagram accounts, two Instagram accounts? You have three. Like three. Three Instagram three. accounts. Like what, what, is your, what is your occupation? <laughs> This is a hard one and I always just write nutritionist only because I feel like it's the most like legit of them all. Like if I was to write influencer or like photographer or blogger or author, they're all just like, really, it's hard. Mm. Yeah. I just write nutritionist because I'm like, well, I have that degree. So I'll just write that as my occupation. And also I don't want to these countries when I'm going into them to think I'm there to work. So if I'm a nutritionist, I'm on holidays. That's very true. That's fair. Mm. So for anyone listening who doesn't know who you are, how would you explain your job to them right now? Like, okay, yeah. on the piece on the piece of paper, you're a nutritionist, but your everyday life, what? Oh, I say, I how long you. do you have? I know. <laughs> We've got an hour. <laughs> it's honestly hard because 
I kind of sometimes go down the realm of like small business owner or like mm-hmm. I own my own business because Elsa's Wholesome Life is a business. The Wholesome Store is a business. And then everything off of that is just branches off of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you're doing your own marketing, you're doing your own design, you're doing your own photography, doing, you know, everything yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you are a business, but you don't have someone working in each sector. You kind of just across the board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we know that feeling here at the health code. <laughs> when I think about you, if someone said your name, the first thing I think of is beautiful food photography. hundred percent. That's, that's kind of what I know you as. And that's mm. like why I was so excited to talk to you because yeah. I feel like that's something I want to be so much better at, yeah. but I'm just, I don't think that's my forte. I love cooking. I feel cooking. like you're pretty good. Oh no. <laughs> I, I, I have to really try to make food photography look good. Like I love, I love making the food and eating the food and making the recipes. But photographer i don't know i just i don't think that's my forte when i see your page i'm like oh that's so (laughs) beautiful like the little letters in in the fruit that you cut out and stuff like that like what the heck man i mean i'm not doing that just to have my breakfast it's all for the photos of course that was gonna be one of my questions actually (laughs) make my breakfast just wrote on it like happy yeah (laughs) i just wanted to have a good start to my day Uh, that's the thing like I'm too I'm too impatient like every day I have Uh, a nourish bowl right and you know when like you go to a cafe and the nourish bowl it's all separated there's mm. like a little there's some eggs there's some sweet potato on the side there's some kale it's all in little separate clumps when I make it at home for myself, it's like this ugly mash of brown. I'm like, how is everyone so Instagrammable all the time? Well, it's, you know, if someone was sitting on my shoulder watching me day in, day out, my photo, my food doesn't always look like the photos. That's good. You got to dress it up for the photos, of course. Yeah. Yeah, your life looks so aesthetic from the outside. <laughs> yeah. And also it's a progression. Like if I look back at my original food photography when I first started like started with the phone progressed to like a mediocre camera and kept progressing mm-hmm. I look back on that stuff and I'm like oh my god yeah. that's horrible yeah, I like that's... even look at my first ebook and I'm like ah I can't look at that anymore I want to reshoot it all <laughs> it's like looking back to year seven school photos like I was gonna say for me you have a fringe now so don't take this in a bad way but I had a fringe and it just did not work on me I'm like what was I thinking <laughs> yeah exactly me and a fringe when we're not friends we have to work it out as we go yeah trial and error yeah and <laughs> errors. so what do you what camera do you shoot with now i use a canon 5d nice do you like it yeah it's all i've like for the last few years it's all i've used and so question if we get this question a lot in terms because kurt's a content creator they're always asking him what he shoots with like Mm. things like that if you're at a cafe and you have a beautiful meal and it's like so aesthetic so beautiful you're like oh this would look so good on instagram but i only have my phone Mm -hmm. what would you do Oh, that's such a hard one. I'll take a photo, I'll edit it, see if it's okay. Yep. But usually I just get really like, I know how much better it's going to look on my camera and I, I often don't have it with me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I really want to take a good photo. I don't have the camera. It's too bulky to carry around. And I'm like, I take the iPhone photo. And I'm like, oh, it's good, but could Not be great. better. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think Sarah is as well. Like oh. I, I've always, I'm always this person like who has this ideology of, you know, the best camera is the one that you have on you. It's like famous quote by this like, commercial photographer called chase jarvis anyway um but i still do it just irks me it's not it's not natural enough for me yeah Yeah. i've swapped i've swapped my yeah no remember at the start of this year one of my goals was to be i don't don't want to use the word more real but uh, a bit more 
in the moment and candid with my Instagram because yep. me as like yours, you, your your brand, your vibe is so aesthetic and so beautiful. But I feel like my Instagram is more personal. It's more like my life, what's going on. So I wanted to make an effort to literally just capture things that were happening. So it was hard because I had to take a step back and be like, okay, I know this isn't my Canon 6D, but it's my phone and it's fine. But that's been my goal this year is just to like, Upload it even if it's my phone, but you're right, it just doesn't look as crisp. It's just not as, yeah. doesn't do it justice, does it? Doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So <laughs> but us- I, again, I wish I could do that because there's so many times I take an iPhone photo, I'm like, oh, it's a nice photo, but like, you I think when it. you post them alongside the I know. DSLR ones, they just don't look. But you yeah. know, it's in cohesive. saying this, yep. that's so true, but I have made a decision to not care about the grid. This mm. is such a lame conversation, but is it really? It's kind of our life. On Instagram, you guys know when you log on to someone's account, you see their vibe, their grid. I kind of try to not focus on that and I just focus on the story because I think like when people end up following me and they see my photos on their feed, I just They're wanna... not often looking at the grid, yeah, are they? Yeah, they? Off... they see the grid maybe once mm. or twice when they like go and say, oh, what's Elsa doing now? But like I try to not focus on the grid and I feel like it's working. Yeah, but I like that. I don't know. I'm Yeah, well, the other day You're I went so and hit a post because I was like, it just doesn't look good on, <laughs> on the grid. And I was like, it's a good photo, but it doesn't fit in. But you, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like your page is different to mine. Like yours is so aesthetic and it's really inspiring. Like I'll go on there to get inspiration for like colors and you have a mood going on, whereas yeah. mine's a bit more inconsistent. Which is like, I don't see that. <laughs> but give Thank us you. a brief background about how you got into Instagram and food photography yeah. and tell us anything that you want to start. Yeah. So that all started back when I was at university. So I was in my second, I think I was in my second year and I created a second account because I just didn't want to bore all my friends and family with photos of food and just like random stuff that I wanted to post. So I was like, oh, I'll just create this second little account to post things on. Thought nothing of it. I was studying nutrition. So I was all like excited about cooking healthy stuff and taking photos of my food and just trying to have a bit more of like an artistic side to me because the degree was heavily science-based and I'm very much artistic. I like, you know, getting creative and visual. So I was like, this is my little outlet that I'm just going to have a bit of fun with. And then through that, I started developing my food photography, but I mean, like it was pretty crap at the time. And that's... Gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, you have to start somewhere. (laughs) And that progressed for the rest of my degree. And when I was coming up to the end of my degrees, when I got my first book contract, which was crazy for me. So it it kind of took you like a year to gain a following, you would say maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually started with an account that was food and fitness. And then I started to hate the fitness portion of it because I just wanted to work out and not think about taking photos. Yep. Yeah. And I'd be like, Alex, can you take a photo of me? Like, oh, can we get a photo? Let's go for a run. Take a photo of me. Yep. And it would just become a bit of a chore. Yep. So I went, I'm just going to go the food route. And that account disappeared one day. Like I just woke up, checked my Instagram. I think someone might have reported it and I never found out why. But it only had about 10,000 followers at the time. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was like, oh, I've worked so hard to build this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it disappeared. So I was like, next day, I was like, all right, start again. Started a new one. And then at the time, a big brand, Lorna Jane, reshared my page because they used to always reshare my stuff and said, everyone go follow our new account. It got deleted. Aww. Within a day, I had more followers than I started with. Oh, that's oh, so nice. Wow. So I was like, oh, new little, new little leg of energy. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I was like, I'm just going to focus on food and nutrition. And that's when I started making recipes because people were like, Oh, like I'd post a picture of my dinner recipe. And I was like, oh, okay. People want to know how to make stuff. Started sharing recipes. And then I was like, 
well, it's probably gonna be easier for me to share recipes on a blog. So that's when I created a blog and started putting all the recipes on there. And that's also when I was at uni and I was like, well, I need a little bit of an income from this. So I created my first ebook. And then, yeah, that all just kept snowballing onto you know, a cookbook and... I think there's two really interesting and really helpful things that you said in there. A lot of people listening want to make a side hustle. They want to have like a separate business or they want to create something from their hobby. And you said there was two things you were working on, fitness and food. You kind of, you picked the one that you were most Mm. passionate about. Mm. I think that's so important is to pick one thing and really dominate at it. And that'd be your niche. And that's the thing you really hone in on. Totally. And Mm. the second thing is that this came from a really humble and passionate place. It wasn't you saying, I want to become uh, the biggest foodie creator and I want to make this much money and I want this to be my Mm -hmm. business. It was like, I love food styling and people want this from me. So I'm going to create a different medium in a blog post because it's easier. It all came from a really authentic place. It was a natural progression. Natural progression. And it was, yeah. It was never planned. I was just following what people wanted and, okay, let's progress on to recipes and Mm. blogs and, you know, sharing books. Yeah. Even that little hiccup along the way with you losing that account, like I'm sure, you you know, you speak about it so lightly now, but I'm sure at the time you would have been absolutely devastated, right? Like 10,000 back when you started would have been a crazy number to have. Even now though, like if you start an account, that takes a long time. It takes so long to to build up an audience like that. As soon as you get the K, you're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) So lose that. I'm sure that would have like sent you backwards so far. And and I could have just quit right then, but I was like, I I like doing this. I'm just going to pick up. Tried on, changed my name as well. That's when I moved to Elsa's Wholesome Life and created yeah. that as the new ah, brand. So what was it before that? Oh, Elsa Fitzbo. Oh, Elsa Fitzbo. That's so Instagram 2014. I cringe. And when I had to think of a new name, because I was like, I'm going to rebrand. I was like, I don't know how I got to Elsa's Wholesome Life. But I was just like throwing all words together and still went with the Elsa thing because, again, I didn't think it was going to be a business. I thought it was just going to be a little hobby while I was studying still. Yeah. So I just kept with that. And then, yeah. And then you look back and I'm like, should I have done it as Ellie or... No, I love Ellie. it. I think it's no, pretty. I think it flows real nicely. We were That's just talking about this before we started recording, and I, I think it like it's, it's got a nice like ring to it. Like, yeah, I think it's real pretty. pretty. Yeah. So how did you go? Because I have done two fitness eBooks, and I've always toyed with the idea of you know doing like a physical book kind of thing, but it seems really um, scary to me and like intimidating. Mm-hmm. How did you go from? doing your ebook and then making the decision to be like, no, nah, I'm going to do a published book because your books, like I was Googling you last night. You're in Kmart, you're in yeah. Target, Big W. You're like, your book is everywhere and also so aesthetic, yeah. can I say? like we, we got one today, by the way, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> <gasps> did you, get a, did yeah. you give us a book? She gave us a book. What one? The, the new vegan, vegan one. The new, oh, yeah. that's going to go, that's going to be like our, our coffee table book because the colors go with our yeah, vibe here. Yeah. All <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So how, so did you just get like an email from a publisher saying? Yeah. Actually, I had published my own ebook and that was all going well. It was a nice little side hustle, but I was like thinking about, you know, graduating in a year's time and oh, it would be so cool to publish a book. Like maybe someone would want to publish my ebook. So I started sending out to publishers my ebook to say like, you know, have a look at it, maybe publish me. And there was one publishing house which was really specific. You had to submit your work online on the first Monday of every month and that's the only day they'll accept them. So I was sitting there, I'd I'd sent off to a few other ones and heard nothing back and I was sitting there waiting for this first Monday of the month to send to this publishing called Pam McMillan Plum Books, which is who I'm with. Mm -hmm. And I think a week before that date, I received an email from their publisher saying 
hey, we, we found your blog. We'd like to make a cook, make a cookbook with you. And I was like, How I remember reading the email. How many followers did you have then? I think I had about 100,000. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's like, that's cool for them to like, I'm saying this in, in the most humble way as possible, but like Instagram is insane these days. People have like 10 million followers and 5 million followers. Mm. That's so cool for them to see like potential in a, in a hundred K platform. Like I, I, I mean, really... obviously the creative was there. Yeah. Totally. Well, they yeah. actually found the blog. It wasn't the Instagram. They had oh, just found my blog yeah. and seen the recipes on the blog and gone, yeah, this is cool. Oh, cool. And so when I got that, I was like, this is so crazy because I'd actually, you know, I, I was waiting. I'd written in my diary waiting to submit to you guys. And then you found me. I was like, it's like. Manifestation. When you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was obviously like, it was like, I think when I published my blog in my about me, it was like my dream one day is to publish a cookbook so it can be in everyone's kitchens. So when that happened, I'd seen that as like a five, 10 year plan. Yep. But yep. when I got that still at uni, I was like, okay, wow. By the way, guys, got to finish my degree and then we're on. Yeah. But so, I actually wrote it in my last year of uni. That's so good. So wow. one thing I'm really interested about as well is kind of segueing, but we'll get back to the book. Okay. With I know you don't really like to label yourself, but I'm super interested. The fact that you eat a vegan plant-based diet, correct? Mm-hmm, yep. Correct. And you have studied nutrition. I love hearing about this because a lot of my friends um, eat a vegan diet and I have dabbled with it in the past, but I'm so interested in the fact that you have studied this and you've made the decision for yourself to eat a vegan plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why and like give me some tips and tricks because we just watched the Game Changers documentary, which again, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on, but um, we did it for a week and I just, I want to hear from like your clinical perspective and personal perspective. Why do you eat the way you eat? Well, I progressed during uni. So when I started doing everything I was doing, I think I was eating a mostly plant-based diet, but I still ate a bit of everything. When you started uni, were you just eating like what your family ate, like sausages and stuff? Or yeah. was your family kind of plant-based? No, I ate everything. Mm-hmm. And I started, it was actually my time in the army where I was faced with eating a very different diet that I was used to, not being able to cook my own food. And it was very heavy meat and like heavy carb based Mm -hmm. and that's when i was like well i don't feel good like eating these foods i want to eat the foods that i'm used to eating so that's when i actually went vegetarian during that year purely because i was just like this is too meaty for me just for personal taste preference not a health thing just a taste preference i was like this is too much progressed to vegetarian and then over the next year i think i still ate chicken and fish eggs seafood Mm -hmm. but kind of pescatarian yeah kind of just didn't like red red meat really. And then it was in uni that I started to cut back on things really slowly. So like a lot of people jump into a vegan plant-based diet overnight and they're all excited and passionate about it. And then they find it hard because they've jumped into it and they don't have the skills and they don't really know what they're doing, that they struggle and you know run out of ideas too quickly. And then they just fall back and go, it's, it was too hard for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas my progression over years made it easy because I was slowly just like, you know, removing the chicken and then I'd just eat fish and then I'd remove the fish and then I'd have... Do you have like, you know, the fake meats, like the taste like chicken? Do you have stuff like that or you... Occasionally. Yeah. We we, we try them occasionally because they're convenient Mm. and they're pretty tasty, but they're not something I would, you know... Recommend. Yeah, not food first. They're not a whole food. They're not, you know... So would you say a lot of your eating style is because of the way it makes you feel or is any clinical? Is any because at uni I learned that this happens to my body and like, or is it just because you feel good? Bit of both. I mean, what I was learning at uni was that Australians really do not eat enough fruit and veg. I think one in 20 adults gets the recommended serves of like 
five serves of veg, two serves of fruit, yeah. one in 20. That's nothing. And our problems with obesity and oh, yeah. all the, you know, lifestyle diseases was like, wow, we're obviously doing stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. And obviously what I was learning wasn't completely, it's not focused on plant-based. And that was no, that's what I was going to say. Very the standard Australian guidelines. Yeah. You know? And is that tough as well? Because I, when I went out of school, I wanted to do nutrition, but I didn't because I, I thought it would make me angry because I didn't agree with the food pyramid. Yeah. You know, like it, it needs to be updated. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because like the, the bulk of it is like your bread, your pasta, your rice. And then it six goes serves to your, of, I think it's six serves of grains. I was like, that's oh, like yeah. six slices of bread a day. It's yeah. It's not. And, yeah. That, and that's yeah. honestly was the deterrent to me. I was like, I cannot study this when I don't believe in the exams that I'll be doing. Did you find that really hard? I found like... When I was like tossing up what to study, I went for the dietetics degree because I knew working in like the medical industry because I initially obviously wanted to go into the hospital system and mm-hmm. the stereotypical path for a dietitian. And I thought I can't really, if I go through the course as just a nutritionist, that term isn't protected. Anyone can do an online course for two or three weeks on nutrition and call themselves a nutritionist because it's not protected. It's just a, it's a word. You can just use it. I didn't oh. know that. Whereas, I thought, I thought yourself, that was like yeah, a I thought, I thought that was no. higher than dietitian no i just thought that was separate degrees dietetics when you're a dietitian you're also a nutritionist but you're also a dietitian you can work in the hospitals and you can get medicare rebates so right i just thought you picked one course like you did nutrition or you did dietetics it has the aspect of treating disease with diet right whereas nutritionist is more just broadly nutrition right oh and it's an extra year at university but this is my blowing to me. Yeah. To, to me, it was like something to make me more legit Yeah. on the market because there's a lot of people out there who have blogs and they're nutritionists and you know, who knows where they got their, you know, course Certification from. Certification yeah. from. Yeah. 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 I'm rethinking everyone I know now who calls himself nutritionist. <laughs> I have trust issues now with everyone. Oh, my God. The word nutritionist is more trendy, so I do tend to use it's it like, more. It's like health coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's a health coach these days. Exactly. What is a health coach? Oh, don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm a health coach. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so one thing we love to ask everyone on the podcast is what is your morning routine? Yes, this is mm. our favorite question. Oh, I just love I, yeah. And I love specifics. Like you can tell me like the products you use, the time you wake up, like give me the juicy, juicy Actually, thing. I mean, All right. before, you, before you answer that, are you a nighttime person or are you a morning person? Morning, oh, depends what it is. I'm a morning get up, workout. Yeah feel really motivated person mm. afternoon i'm like can sometimes work really well at the desk in the afternoon yeah but i'm not motivated to work out or yeah it's the, kind of like my lull okay i'm vibing you i'm mm-hmm. the same yeah it's, yeah, it's probably this more about my newer. i literally wrote in my notes like i know you work out in the morning because <laughs> I, I, I did an instagram story one time saying like oh i didn't work out this morning and i'm feeling really flat today and like i'm just having a down day and you replied being like bro me that too. is me you're like, I, yeah, you're like i didn't train this morning and i feel blobby i'm like me too it's 100 yeah. percent me it's yeah like I can't, I can do it in the afternoons, but it's like, I have to do it in the morning. And then if I like book in a Pilates class in the afternoon, I'm like, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. N- nice bonus. Yeah. But yeah. So talk us through the morning okay. routine. Yeah. So my husband sets his alarm for like some ridiculous time, like 5am. Cause that's when the sun comes up in Queensland. So he likes to come up with like when the sun's coming up, he'll get up. Alex Love is you. in the other room, by the way. Alex, you're my goals, mate. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> So he will wake up at 5 a.m. and usually just sit there and maybe he looks at me going lazy. And I, my alarm's 5.30, so he'll... Oh, oh it's only so lazy. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a bit too early. I'm just going to have a little bit of a sleep in. What time I, do you go to bed? 
probably well i mean guilty of watching love island so That's lately okay. it's been I like, like the honesty. it's like <laughs> been 10 10 p.m i love that okay yeah. kurt and i just look at each other and go that's so good is that okay. early no, well for us that good. would be early okay. yeah, yeah like we're <laughs> we're pretty bad we've been we're real bad we're... lately we usually get to bed at around like let's be honest it's probably baby. about 12 midnight no okay, but that's he no. goes to bed at 6 he goes to bed at 6 30 uh-huh. we're just idiots <laughs> 6 30 yeah what? anyway <laughs> sometimes and sometimes we're just we're watching shane dawson and jeffree star on youtube oh like, yeah. stupid. i have been watching that series oh, too. oh it's so, so good it's so good. <laughs> don't even get me started i think we started talking about this in the last podcast as well i'm sorry i segue continue your alarm goes off at 5 30 and, okay, let's go with our usual morning routine because we've just added a new little ritual. I'll add the new ritual. Yeah, the new ritual is because I sleep in a little bit longer than Alex. He'll go and make me a coffee and bring it to bed. He's like, this is going to be my new ritual. Alex. Husband goals. <laughs> Alex, you're it. my new goals for my future <laughs> husband. And I wake up like, oh, yes. <laughs> this is such a nice way to wake up. But this has only been this week, so we'll see if that sticks. Okay. Because the next part of our step doesn't really work with that step. Because usually then we get up go to coffee. and we go to coffee. And we go to the yeah. same coffee shop in Palm Beach called Highline. We both have an oat milk latte. We're both obsessed with oat milk. I heard you at Blackwood before. You go, yes, oat milk. <laughs> I do that everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, I've got oat milk. <laughs> it's really picking up in Australia. It's have great. You, have, you, have you done the coconut milk coffee? Here? Oh, no. This is my jam. This is my area of expertise, coconut milk it's a big thing in bali so i'm a bit over it oh yeah because yeah. that's fair like locally made yeah, milk that's so i'm fair. a bit like oh yeah uh, is that what you like that's my favorite really we I'm, can't be best friends anymore i'm an almond girl <laughs> he ha- and uh, sometimes i accidentally order him an almond milk cap and he will no, notice straight away he goes you ordered me almond i'm like damn it I, I, I how did you know the, o- the, o- the oats okay but coconut's better, mm. in my opinion. <laughs> I'm a milk snob as well. Yeah. So I've got to check the brand. Yeah. It's I, like people who drink soy. Remember like that whole bon soy thing? Everyone's like bon soy only. Yeah. And now it's like soy boy and anyway. Happy, happy soy boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I always suss the brands. Yeah. So we go to our coffee shop and we have a latte. Well, Alex actually has an iced latte because he's always having the iced coffees. And let me say, I always had long blacks for like five years straight. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I moved over to Bali and started having like lattes and I was like, oh, this is good. So milky. And then I, yeah. And then I got onto the oat milk and I was like, oh, this is a treat. It's so <laughs> delicious. It's so creamy. I feel like also you're a twin, but I feel like I should be your twin because you, your love for coffee, like tell your sister to move out because me and you, mate, we're identical twi- triplets. triplets. I'll take triplets. I'll take triplets. <laughs> Again, long lost sister. Like, long lost sister. You're welcome. We're almost the same age too. So yeah. Yeah, pretty Wait, much are. Right. You're I'm, 26, I'm, aren't you? Right? 26, 27, April next year. Okay, well, I'm 27 in August, but like, I look, pretty close. I look kind of young, so like, <laughs> we got triplets. Anyway, I segue again. Your back lattes. to my routine. Yeah, back to the routine. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> so I'm having my latte, and then we will go straight to the gym after that. And I'll, sometimes I mix up. Sometimes I go for a run outside. Sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes I book in at a class in a studio nearby. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like to mix it up throughout the week. I don't have set days for it. I just like to see how I'm feeling that day so that happens for like an hour hour and a half depending on what we're doing and then by that time we come home shower get ready for the day and then it's like because we're working from home it's sort of like what is for on for the day which changes every day yeah but it's usually just like balancing what's on the priority I'm a big list person so I have like a list for everything and like by list I have like a list for the wholesome store a list for Elsa's wholesome life a list for personal life are you a brekkie person do you eat breakfast? I have breakfast after my shower, yes. Yeah. Which is usually like 9, 10 a.m. What's your normal brekkie at home? 
Well, it's going into summer now, so I feel like I'm heading back towards smoothies. But winter, I was having oats every morning, mm-hmm. porridge. Cool. It was mm-hmm. like my little... And yeah. speaking of the workouts, what is a normal yeah. workout routine for you? Like in the week and what's your favorite kind of exercise? I love hit style workouts. So I like going to the gym and doing, I've actually followed the Sweat app mm-hmm. and there's a program on there by Chantel Duncan. Yep. And it's like high intensity interval training, but like a different, I was doing the um, Kayla's programs, the BBG, mm-hmm. but I think I just did them for too long that every time I turn it on, I'll be like, oh, you're over it. I'm like angry thinking about how hard this is going to be. No, so I just okay. wanted to switch it up. And I like that Chantel's is a lot more weight based, mm-hmm. which I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. So it like makes me really sore. And then how often do you go for a run outside? Twice a week. I was in a little routine of every Sunday was like my long run day. What's and a was, long run? Like 15, Wait. 16Ks. Oh. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. You'll do, do a 15K run? On a Sunday. Wow. And then what are you doing in short ones? Short, five to ten. I, I, must, okay, five, I must preface. Five's okay for me. Kurt and I are not runners. So to people listening, they're probably like, oh, yeah, that's normal. We're like, oh. Yeah. No, that's not normal. All my friends are like, you are a freak. Oh, okay, like, okay. what are you doing? Do you, do you like do any marathons it. or anything like I've that? I've done one marathon. I've done two half marathons. Oh, good on you. Yeah, I'd like That's to do awesome. another marathon because the story of our marathon, like we trained, Alex and I did it together because we used, oh, to, right. used to run together <laughs> and we trained for months together and then the week before the marathon, he got a, cold, got a flu and he was like fevers, chills, like so sick and my dad had flown up to or come up to see us Told run you. so he was like, I've got to do it, like I can't pull out, I've trained for six months for this, I'm going to have to do it, I'm feeling okay, it's fine and we get out on the run and literally by the 5k mark, he's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then we get to the 10K and he's like, oh, I think I want to pull out. And I kept going like, no, you're just having like a bit of a low. Like you'll be How fine. How many Ks was it? 42. Ooh. You'll be fine. Stick it out. Then he sees my dad. He's like gone from like hunched over, like slowly trotting. And I'm next to him going like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Because it's like killing my vibe. <laughs> like, oh, keep him run. And then he sees my dad and he straight perks up. I'm fine. I was like, oh my God. As soon as my dad's out of sight, he's curled over again. Yeah. Did he make it? So he wanted to stop at every drink station for a drink. And we don't stop and drink when we run. So I was like, this is like, if you make me stop, my knees seize up. Everything starts to hurt. So I'm like, mm. should have just left him. I, I, I was like, we've got to do this together. <laughs> Sarah would have left That's me. That's like, so hard because he's at such a low. And I was like feeling great, but I couldn't do my best. And I just felt so bad for him because I knew how much he wanted to do this. And I kept saying, maybe you should stop. Like you're sick. <laughs> And he was so determined. (laughs) We get to the 32K mark, so 10Ks to go. And he starts going across, like wobbling across the road. Like he's walking at this stage, like like power walking, but he's going all over the place, like literally like he was drunk. And I was like, I think you've overhydrated because you've stopped and had a cup at every single station and we don't usually drink and you are so sick. And he's got, he's, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm going, no, you're not. Like you're about to pass out. And then he literally was like, passing out and then I said lay here sit down so the paramedics came and they're like tending to him like gonna like bring him on a wheelie bed thing and he was like no oh just leave me here gosh. and then they all like left him like we're going to get a cart to get you and I don't he's like you go finish so I like you know trotted off to finish and then he came through he got up and was like no nah, I'm finishing this slept for half an hour got up oh, on the fin- ground on the ground <laughs> under a tree in the middle of the marathon yeah got up and finished it <laughs> no Alex, stumbled we love his mum's crying 
Whoa, well played. It well was dramatic. So, so dramatic. Why don't you run together anymore in the morning? Well, now he's like, nah. Oh. Yeah, he's done. He's traumatized. <laughs> I'm like, let's go for 10Ks. He's like, it gets like 5Ks. He's like, I'll just wait here. You go. <laughs> oh, can, gosh. Can I like take it back a bit from, like, you were talking about your lists, and I'm pretty interested in, I guess, a bit of the back end of like how you guys operate and that. From, from the outside, it seems like you're a very like chill, like, hippie vibe type of girl <laughs> free Sorry, spirit yeah. <laughs> not meaning ni- to offend no, you in a nice yeah, way yeah, yeah, yeah in a cool yeah. way like um, a feather in the wind <laughs> but then when you were talking about your list then you sound like you have a very like structured focused business mentality I just want to sort of like dive into the back end of like how you guys operate and- I do I'm very work or very like list structured control freak yeah with everything again we're triplets <laughs> <laughs> i can't just i couldn't not have lists because i wouldn't know what need like i even highlight the priorities on the list so i know to prioritize those things first even if they're like midway through the list and then i cross them out and then the next week i'll start a new list and get rid of the crossed out things are you also i'm like old school lists like i hate lists on paper my fo- pa- i seen your list pad out they have the yeah, same one <laughs> <laughs> That's so if good. You guys could only see the eyes, the eyes I'm giving these to. I'm like, honest, my par- I'm I'm adopted. Honestly, yeah. mum and dad, like I belong with you. Yes, come to the Gold Coast. <laughs> so, how does it usually work day to day, like with your business as well? Like, are you both, both you and Alex, are you both working on stuff at the same time? Yep. Or we try to divvy up the tasks. Sometimes we have to work together. Yeah. Like he does most of the back end customer service for the store. He does all the Instagram for the store. So that's kind of like he his, does all the Instagram. This is a new thing. Yeah, I, I create the feed, send him the screenshot of the feed, send him all the content, and he oh. posts for the week. Okay, okay, okay. Because again, I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, this is so big of you. This is a new, this is a relatively new step, but it saves me time, which is amazing. And he does all the customer service, but you know, we're always discussing things. Um, and then when we're doing like a food shoot or something in the kitchen or filming. He'll usually be like, you know, my assistant. So he'll get the camera set up. He'll upload everything, star the best things, and then I'll come through and edit or he'll put just one of my filters on it. But we kind of just like each day work out what needs to be done and then whether I need him or not. Or like, okay, we're doing some recipes today. I'll send him the shopping list. He'll go get all the stuff. I don't think I've met another couple that... Like, you guys, I think, work closer together than Kurt yeah, and I. Yeah, I think but, you do, definitely. But I, I'm interested because I feel I've always been a really independent person. Like, mm-hmm. me, myself, and I. But since working with Kurt, I've become really codependent. Do you feel the same with Alex? Like, yep. if Alex goes away, you, your life kind of goes on pause? Yeah, 100%. Because you're just used <laughs> to doing everything together. together. Yeah. Discussing, like, each morning coffee, discussing. Coffee you guys are just finishing each other's sentences. What's happening here? What's going <laughs> <Sorry>. on? <laughs> I'm, 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 it's like that, though, because you are working and living and loving all together under the same roof and you just become, like, the same per Not the same person. You're definitely different. And we do have our... You have to have your things separate. Like he goes and plays golf with his mates or he watches the football. I go to Pilates with my girls or go to coffee with my girls. Mm. Because you've got to have the things to separate you. And like I'm going away on a girl's trip with my sister to Hawaii next month. And I'm like so looking forward to that because it is nice to have the little breaks. And then Mm. when you come back together, you really miss each other. You have that time to miss each other. Yeah, exactly. And so many people I talk to are like, oh, I could not work with my partner. Like that would not work for us. Like I couldn't stand it. And I'm like, well, we didn't plan for it. It's not like we're like, you quit your job. We're doing this together. Let's start a business. Let's work, you and I. It was just... Happened. Yeah, just happened. It's kind of the same with with, with me and Sarah. Like, we're both very, like, separate in what we do. But at the same time, we work together on a lot of things. Yeah. So, I guess on that point, do you guys have a lot of arguments? Because me and Sarah... 
we, we come up with like lots of different ideas and we're very like, I guess, very strong in our own opinion mm. and stuff. And Do you guys argue much about stuff that's going on in the business in the back end? Honestly, no. No? No. Oh. Like I think like I'm more of the ideas and concepts behind everything mm-hmm. and I'm very indecisive, but he helps me to make the decision, but he's pretty relaxed. Like he's very opinionated in some respects. <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> looking at me with the most evil eyes right now. <laughs> but I'm sometimes like, you need to like, do you have any creative direction or like ideas? And he was like, not really. He, like he's just pretty like cruisy, like, you know. Lucky you. Oh, lucky <laughs> you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let me just say, let me just say this. Story time with Sazie. <laughs> like yesterday, for instance, we were doing a big campaign for my product. Okay. I can't say what it is, but it's really cool. And, um, Kurt just poo-pooed all my ideas and was like, literally used the words nah. like, that's dumb. We're doing this. And like, we just butt heads. So I'm like being like, this is my product. And Kurt's like, I'm the creative. And then we have like our assistants being like, do we need to mediate this? Like, <laughs> when do um, we jump in? That's the hard so, part. So you, you came up with the product and everything. We sort of brainstormed on the idea together. But then once, once the idea is set in stone... It's, it's, you listen to me, girl. It's way on the highway. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Anyway, whatever. But I kind of like that because you do have, you we're, know, We're both ideas. like overly passionate. Ideas. I think that's probably partially our like downfall sometimes yeah. Yeah. is that we're both like. We have to pick, I, I think it would be similar to you guys in your <clears> store. You have to pick who is essentially the boss in this aspect so in customer service it'd be like alex is making the calls you have to just run with it when we're on shoot i know deep down kurt's the boss i need to run with it even though it's my product and and my brand it's kurt's the boss on that Mm. shoot so it's it's yeah you have to sort of pick your roles yeah and we've interviewed a few people now who are in business partnerships we had ramsey we did the trapeco boys yourself um and they all have like a similar sort of system in place that one person's the more the creatives, the other one's sort of more the back end business mm-hmm. side of things or however it's balanced It wouldn't out. work if both people wanted to be no, the creative because then no one would want to do those other tasks. We're both creatives, yeah. but <laughs> we somehow manage to make it work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You just got to pick and choose. Yeah. I'm, I'm tailoring it back from business a little bit. Yeah. Kurt, sorry. Sorry. Kurt I go on these loves, little business chats. Kurt loves sorry. About yeah. Let's go back to nutrition. <laughs> I, I do as well, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm balancing the podcast out for everyone. Okay? Yes. It can't all be about yes. business. Okay. Yes. One thing I really struggle with, and I feel like a lot of people struggle with when they make content for Instagram or for YouTube or whatever, I genuinely eat the entire batch how (laughs) how do you make your beautiful colorful unicorn looking smoothie bowls and you don't eat all four of them that are in the photo my husband (laughs) (laughs) Um. we finished shooting he's like yes he's never full he's never full so i'm like you just actually this is also another point when you work around food and you're constantly like cooking and making the food like when we have shoot days for my cookbook We'd shoot like 10 recipes in a day. It would get to the end of the day. I haven't eaten. I've just like tasted things all day and I feel a bit sick because you're just picking. Yeah. Gets to the end of the day and I'm like, can we just go eat out? Like I'm sick of the sight of this because I've been slaving over it all day. I can't stand and I've been picking at it and I just can't stand the thought of it because it's work. So in a sense, sometimes I'm like, friends, come over for dinner. Like come or like when we make things, I'm like to my neighbors, here, take all the cookies. 
Yeah. We How need to move up to the Gold Coast, live near these guys. 100% <laughs> degrees. Well, I'm already going to because we're sisters. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to come over. Because that's like, I, I agree. If I'm doing like a full-on shoot, like if I'm doing a meal prep video and I'm making like 12 recipes, I feel the same. But because mine's more like vlog style and I'm doing like... You do one thing I, here. I, I do there. honest recipes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a batch of cookies and it's kind of more rare. Mm. I, I literally eat the whole batch. Oh, I've definitely <gasps> been through those stages. <laughs> so bad. What is your, because you're a plant-based foodie, what is your favorite recipe? Like what is something mm. that you love? That I love to cook and eat? Yes. I still really love my macno cheese recipe from my first book. Ooh. And I gave it a bit of a revamp in the second book because it was the most popular recipe. So I've given it a new spin in the new book. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, like the sauce is pumpkin and cashews and nutritional yeast. Oh. And then it's with like pasta and then add in like all sorts of veggies as well to yep. make it more nutritious. Yep. But it's just like a nice comfort dish Ugh. and I just love it. I love haven't that. had it in a while though. Yeah. You always love when I make like a vegan mac and cheese. Yeah, 100%. So good. What's your favorite source of vegan protein? Protein? Yep. Oh, I was about to go powder and then I was like, no, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no so like I, actual, just, yeah. Sauce. Like do you love like tofu, beans, legumes, I... falafels? Oh, black beans in yep. the bean category and tofu. And how, to people who are sensitive to beans and getting gassy, what's something we can do? Or is there like a threshold? Are we eating too much bean? Like, uh, this meat, yeah. all right? This Both meat, of us. Are you kidding? We went vegan for one week or plant-based oh, mate, for one week. because we yeah. <laughs> We watched that Game Changers doco yeah. and we're like, all right, let's, let's try it again. Sarah's obviously done it before. I've never gone fully plant-based for a week. And I just wanted to do it purely for a performance reason. I had a lot of like inflammation in my back and this type of thing. So we tried it and oh, it, for it was the, the entire legume. week. It, it was the lentils. It was that stupid lentil pasta. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. It was ruining, <laughs> ruining my insides. <laughs> <laughs> well, legumes are so high in fiber and that's generally why they cause so much gas and bloating. But it's usually like if I don't eat them for a while and then I eat them, my body reacts a lot. Like I found if I go from not really like, you know, eating tofu and not really a lot of beans and then I go overseas to like the Middle East or somewhere where it's like hummus every day, Mm. I am in all sorts. Cause I'm eating hummus for breakfast, lunch and dinner and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not used to this. But if you have a small amount each day, your body gets used to it and doesn't react. Yeah, you can build up like a tolerance to it. Good tip. That makes sense. And it is healthy fiber. Like it's the fiber in the skins of those are in your stomach and they're indigestible. So it's like feeding the good bacteria and making everything flourish, even though it's kind of uncomfortable. But you can build up a tolerance to that and not feel the uncomfort. Well, this makes sense. Probably because I had like chia seeds in my water hashtag fiber i was having like so much baby spinach and then i was having a can of black beans and then that stupid lentil pasta i think i just probably overdid the legumes well my thought process was when we did that week and i was so gassy was like i feel sorry for all those single people out there who are out in the dating scene and they're trying to be vegan for the first time (laughs) all of a sudden they're going on these dates and a few you know fart bubbles coming out the side there That's and terrible. Or even like, even when your tummy makes that awkward grumble oh, sound. That you oh, can't control. Well, oh. when people aren't used to eating vegan and then they jump into it, that's always like one of the biggest, like hardest things for them. And it's like, it's the sharp increase in fiber because mm. it's a high fiber diet, but it's great for getting everything moving through your intestines. Good for stopping like cancers in the gut. But for people who aren't used to it, it can be like 
whoa, my body doesn't agree with this. Intense. Mm. Yeah, so So it's like you've got to ease into it. It's like we said, yeah, you you slowly take things out, put something else in, take things out, put something else Mm -hmm. in. I like that. I like that. Maybe we should try it again. (laughs) Do you like tofu? Because that's that's not... not, I I didn't like it, but I've started to like it it now. I've started to like it now, like, yeah. It's it's much more enjoyable. You got to yeah, you got to cook it the good way. If, whatever I make Experiment. him, he likes. It's just like if you've gone out and had something bad, you're like, if, I don't like yeah. tofu. I'm like, no, no, let me do it. You're gonna love it. Yeah. yeah if I didn't like, have Sarah, I would not in no way, shape, or form ever do a plant based diet. Like remember, I, just, I made I made you know, those black bean up. and curry burger patties. You yeah. loved. Oh them. yeah, those are epic. Yeah, like and that's what there I mean. Like I just don't. I don't have like I guess the the care factor for food as you both of you two do. So for me, like in my idea in my head, it's like I need a a meat, some vegetable, and a carbohydrate. I'm very like basic dude. Yep. That's like that's sort of the way I sort of. So that's how we grew up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think a question that a lot of people will want you to answer is, "What is a day on your plate?" Mm. Hashtag what I eat in a day. Give us like a rough. I know it changes every day, yeah. but like, give us a rough like. Do you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Are you a grazer? Do you fast? Like, what what do you eat? Well, I start with my breakfast at like nine ten a.m. It used to be like eleven twelve when I was living in Bali, but I've it started to be early because I'm getting up earlier, so I'm getting hungry earlier. So I usually have breakfast around that time and, yeah, as I said before, it's usually wolves, oats all through winter or tofu scrambles, another one of my faves, <gasps> yeah. which I really love with <laughs> avocado. I put, cu- I put curry powder in mine. Like, oh, yum. You know, like curried egg? Yeah. I, I do it like curried ah. tofu with like, I love salt. I've been adding veggie stock powder. Oh, yeah. And yay. it's tasty. Yeah. That's a new <laughs> thing for me. I'm like, oh, this is a new vibe (laughs) (laughs) um otherwise at the moment i'm starting to move back into smoothies but adding like oats and protein to make it more filling um and then lunchtime is probably like the hardest one for me because we're at home snack in between i used to when i was at uni i was a cereal snacker like Mm -hmm. that's all i did i'd just bring like i think i was a bit over health conscious when i was in uni though i was a bit what's the word they use for it? it's like orthorexic yeah i was obsessed with like i'd eat just like veggie sticks and like fruit that what's was like or, what's orthorexic mean? when you're like you're so obsessed, obsessed with healthy eating uh like okay. i would never eat anything bad okay. like like people who say i can't have that apple because it's not organic it's were, kind of like were you a body like was it a bomb body image thing or was it more yes a- and what i was learning at uni i think i was just super passionate about nutrition but to the point it was like probably wasn't enjoying life as well because okay. I was too obsessed with eating healthy yeah, and right. always eating clean and avoiding sugar and anything And I'm processed. not judging you for not snacking. I'm just trying to like make sure we cover the bases for everyone. But I was a cereal yeah. snacker. But then I found I'd get home and then I'd just eat so much food. Yeah. So it just wasn't a healthy relationship with food. And I was like, I need to have meals. Yeah. And I think moving to Bali where you eat out for breakfast, lunch and dinner or you order in because you don't – well, I'd cooked a bit, but you don't really cook when mm-hmm. you're there – I sort of learned back to having meals and I found I wasn't needing snacks between because I was full. Yeah. Mm. And I was if I just snacked, I'd just constantly be hungry. So I'd constantly be snacking. That's what I'm doing. So I have a meal or something yeah. sustainable and then I'd be like, okay, I'm full. Get to dinner time. Okay, another meal. And I wouldn't feel like I need a snack in between. So what's your lunch? So lunch really varies on what's in the house, what leftovers we have. Yeah. Throw together a salad, cook something quickly from the pinch. Like really nothing is ever the same. Mm-hmm. So lunch is a hard one for me to be specific about. Like sometimes it's like we've made a batch of baked beans, Mm -hmm. homemade baked beans, and we'll have that for lunch, even though we've just had like something similar for breakfast or like kind of eat breakfast foods all day. Yeah. And then it gets to dinner time. And again, it changes all the time. Yeah. Because my books come out in the last couple of months, we're kind of reaching back for that. 
and just flipping to that and picking things because sometimes you can be stuck for ideas and for so long it wasn't about cooking from something it was coming up with new ideas yeah, and experimenting yeah so every night was like a different experiment and now I'm like you know that creative juice is all gone I'm like let's just go to the book mm. and just pick something we loved when do we you made Uber Eats it. a lot? not really not really there's not a lot of good things near us oh. yeah. but we do maybe once a week we do it a lot when we're away yeah. like if we're in a new city yeah. and we're like can't be bothered to go find a restaurant to eat at let's just jump on Uber Eats see yeah. what's around so healthy things yeah. yeah and what's your go to if you go out to eat like what do you do you look for like Japanese do you look for a salad bar like if it's for dinner how do you like What's I feel like thing? vegan dinner it's hard yeah, it's, it's a tough hard. one it can be tough Asian's pretty like pretty easy it's usually like a sure thing to find something good mm-hmm. we usually go to Mexican quite a bit because mm. Alex yeah. it's his favourite cuisine and Italian like pizzas because it's pretty easy to get a pizza without cheese yeah yep, yeah, yeah. and I love pizza yeah she doesn't love pizza I love pizza and I'm always researching where to go <laughs> to find the good things or like good vegan options yeah do a lot of that sounds like Instagram. Sarah yeah, if Snooping. we go anywhere, she's like searching the food places. I'm searching things to do. Sarah's searching where we're going to eat. And if they have this on, if like it gets recommended on like Google, and then I go to the Instagram, it's about Instagram. I'm like, oh, oh not going oh, no, there. No, no, right? no, no. Oh, no. If oh, their no, feed's no. not on point, we yeah. ain't eating there. I'm like, hire honey. someone to do that for you because that is what yeah. sells it to me. 100%. I know. Amen, amen. amen. So I guess let's, let's sort of um, talk about like the health conscious stuff that you were talking about earlier and what are some key things that you don't have in your diet now besides obviously like meat products and that mm-hmm. that i guess are health for health reasons that i don't have in my diet yeah so like do you do you have like refined sugars do you have anything no. like that i try to avoid processed packaged things as much as possible yeah so that's why i find avoiding snacks better because they're usually processed and they're quite dense in calories but don't actually fill me up so i'd rather eat something that's like a whole meal and gonna fill me up so i always have like the you know less from a box more from the earth yeah and try to start with whole foods um i obviously avoid sugar but you can't always avoid it yeah i'm not like a no oil kind of person i know that's a pretty big trend but i'm that doesn't phase me. What type me. of oil would you usually use in your cooking? I'd use olive oil when I'm baking and I'd use avocado or macadamia when I'm frying because they have higher smoke points. And you don't use coconut oil? I have it in the pantry. I use it for Asian dishes because it's got that flavor. So yeah, if I'm making right. a stir fry or curry. Oil? I use it in, it shouldn't be heated. So I use it in like a dressing or something if it's Asian. Yeah. Because it's delicious. Love it. Yeah, I love sesame seed oil. This whole conversation is making me really hungry. (laughs) Can we, um, I feel like we need to go on to my favorite segment. Shut up. And answer my questions. Bitch. (laughs) So this is basically like hot fire questions. So we have a bunch of questions here and you can just answer them on the go. Right. Curtis, do you want to do them or do you want me to do them? No, do you want to go one for one? Let's go go one for one. It's more fun. You start. Okay. Favorite fruit? Mango. Ooh, We're not one. sisters anymore. <laughs> I was actually going to say banana. Oh, yeah. Because smoothies. Yeah, you should have. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to take it back? Yeah, I feel like I eat bananas more. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> triplet. I was just thinking about the mango way the other night and I was like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sorry, I've lost my questions here. Smoothie or smoothie bowl? Smoothie. What? Yeah, what? I don't know why I said that. Really? Smoothie bowls, definitely. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> We're putting the pressure on because, right now. Oh my God. Because, because I, I, eat sm- I have smoothies more because they're quick, smoothie but I prefer bowl. smoothie bowls. Because it's crunch and, and there's peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my girl. You're, you're <laughs> Favorite country you've ever visited? Oh, um, wow. Turkey. Ooh, cool. Favorite accent? Oh, 
okay, UK, because I really liked Kieran's accent on The Bachelorette. Oh. I Did you watch don't, it? don't watch know. The Bachelorette. Is that the one that's on at the oh, moment? Oh, wait, wait, oh, yeah, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I watched a few he, of them. He left and... Oh, that accent. <laughs> has, it, has it finished yet? Yeah. It ends this week. Who's Who's the final two? It's down to three. Oh, three. I'm not real keen on any, to be honest. Oh, that's a shame. It's Tim, Carlin. Ryan and Carlin. Carlin yeah. seems just too good to be true. <laughs> I go to the gym with Carlin. Do you? Yeah. Oh, we're getting some inside scoop. <laughs> I don't, he, no, he hasn't said anything to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If anyone, sure. I don't know anything if about anyone the show, is listening honestly, about the show, uh, he has stuck to his contract. Let's just say yeah. that. Oh. We've grilled him. Um, summer or winter? Summer. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah, Favorite color? Pink. Ba- baby blush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dusky, cool blush pink. Yeah. Not Barbie pink. This next question, we didn't actually get to a part of the podcast that I wanted to talk to you about, which was going to be interior design, but interior design or food design? Because I feel like you have a good eye for both. Oh, food design's my thing. Yeah. But now that I own a home, I love interior design. Yeah, let's just, a uh, quick segue. Her house is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, would you rather fly or have gills so you could breathe underwater? Fly. That would be sick. <laughs> Expose your your real self versus what like, oh, the I, Instagram spill. Like, I'm oh, sorry. No, do you want me to say this yeah, one? Yeah, you start because you wrote this one down. <laughs> okay, I don't know. okay, okay. This isn't really a uh, hot fire question, but we thought this would be fun to throw in there. Expose yourself. Real life versus Instagram. Spill the tea on a picture you've posted that isn't what it seems. So maybe, you know how people do like Instagram versus real life? Like, and it's them like laughing on a boat and then it's the outside photo and it's like sharks are coming to get them when they're like balancing or something. Is there like a food that it looks so beautiful and it wasn't? Or a moment that you're like fake laughing, but you're actually... On a cliff. Like, there's is there anything been, you can think of? There's definitely been those. I feel like you've got some crazy travel photos that you've probably done something a bit stupid once Oh, I need to have a look surely. at my feed. I just love people's Instagram versus real life yeah. things. Stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need to see a picture because there's so many. There's like definitely like travel moments where someone's like, oh, that looks so amazing. I'm like, yeah. But it wasn't it really. <laughs> kind of sucked. Here. Didn't really right, enjoy there's, it. There's your feed there. Have a little scroll through. Have a think. Oh, give us something. Gosh. Give us a juicy real yeah. story. <laughs> like I kind of. What's what's something that we can do? Like, oh, I've uh, really things, been traveling. <laughs> the only things I can really think about is like when there's a photo of like me with a palm tree behind me, and little do you know, there's like fifty a people mound. on the other side of the camera trying to judge you looking at you being like that girl's getting a photo with the palm tree like the, oh, the judgy eyes that. All, the, all the times where we've taken photos in the house and then the opposite end of the house is like a pigsty but That's, one other end is like amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, you can't see what's behind you yeah. <laughs> or it's like I've done, I've done a boomerang of my salad on like my beautiful white table but I've just like smeared every thi- all the junk to the side of the table yeah. so it's like a mound <laughs> and then it looks like oh, you, everyone's like your kitchen's always so clean I'm like honey no, it's, it's not. only you've done you've seen the filmable side yeah (laughs) how about this one so this photo of me in positano sitting on a rock wall with a little vintage car that was supposed to be the cover of my new book so we went to italy to shoot the cover wow because they're like obviously it's a global book it's travel let's you know go somewhere cool yeah and so my first cookbook i'm sitting on a combi in front of a beach in australia so this one i was like let's do italy a different car sitting, wanted to be sitting on it, but obviously can't sit on someone's car, in front of the coastline of Positano. And so we flew all the way there just to do this. 
and the day before, Alex gets severe diarrhea. Like, Alex. What's with Alex, man? <laughs> and he was the whole day before, luckily it was like bad weather, but we're meant to be out location scouting and he could not get off the toilet. He had the chills and we were in this oh, little room with like so the bathroom was not separate in this little claustrophobic room on top of the hill. So I couldn't even walk into town just to like get some space because I couldn't drive the scooter. So I'm stuck in this room with him going, we really, like this is really important tomorrow's shoot. And you like, I feel so bad because I want to nurse you. I know and you just want to stay in bed. And he was the photographer. So I'm going, we need to like location scout, but I can't drag you out of bed. And I'm like, and you've got to be out shooting the cover tomorrow. And literally we're down there like, and he's like, okay, I'm feeling okay. Like we're there. Then he's like, I've got to get to a toilet. Like it was intense. And then we send the photos to the publishers and they go, actually, this old photo of you from Turkey is so much better. Let's run with that. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, well, you we know, just flew all the way us. here. So that's okay. Okay, so they paid for you to go. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, they covered the fees to do it. Mm. But uh. just the whole experience was like a bit of a nightmare. And we had a lot of rain. Like we had a bit of a break from clouds in the photo. So that's why I was like, I've got to post the photo on Instagram. Because that was so much effort we went to it for that. It is a good photo. Like, oh that's such oh, a great story i, I love, love that it's just like one of those like, like everything's just going wrong for us this isn't meant to happen yeah. like yeah i'm, I'm adding this question here? into everyone's everyone's interview i love that yeah. I, look so, I look so happy but really i'm like this day sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like looking happy but don't shit your pants and then like he went back to bed and i went out for lunch by myself like cool <laughs> do you mind if we reshare that photo on our instagram so that people not can, at all people can see that one not yeah, at all. Good. Well, meanwhile alex is dying in the background dying. clenching his butt cheeks yeah <laughs> so everyone go to our instagram the.healthcode and we'll repost elsa's photo yeah. so plug yourself tell everyone where they can find you you can find me on instagram at elsa's wholesome life i also have another account called ellie bullen which is like my real name even though now i'm married um but i don't use that much so what elsa's is that account life. for is it just for that your was life? my account when before i started that account mm. that oh, was like okay. my friends and family account and i didn't really post on it for years and then i was like oh, i might just I'm traveling heaps. I'm going to post a few extra photos. Didn't plan like it to be a business. And if anything, it's kind of a bit annoying now. Mm, it? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little personal account. That's kind of why I deleted Snapchat. I'm like, oh, less, less is more. Less is more. <laughs> and then I have my blog, obviously, elsaswholesomelife.com. And more recently, YouTube, which I'm very new at, finding my feet. But I'm really enjoying it because it's a new platform and it's a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, and may cool. I just say, I'm obsessed with your store, like your wholesome store. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, for everyone asking where my, um, like my gold uh, spoons and the forks and things like that, you were nice enough to send me some. And I've, I've been going on trying to find like this, the one with the palm tree on the top. I've been trying to buy it and it's always sold stock out. now. I'll sort you out. All right. oh, <laughs> you guys, if you love beautiful like homewares and like cookware, like go check it out little, for oh, sure. It's so good, isn't it's it? It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And we are the dot health code on Instagram. I'm Sarah's day, Sarah's underscore day on Instagram and Sarah's day on YouTube. And I'm KJ Tills on YouTube and Instagram as well. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Flying down from Queensland as well. Yeah, thank I, you so far. much. I could have, I like, you uh, have this, no idea. This episode could have literally gone for two hours. I, I could have talked to you about interior design. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode please let us know because i would love love to have you back and like pick your brain more about like in-depth nutrition and dietetics kind of stuff so yeah let us know if you guys liked it but thank you so much for yeah, coming thank Thanks. you so much i'm Thanks so glad i'm on. a triplet now uh, yeah <laughs> now move to the gold coast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right we'll talk to you guys later see you guys Bye.